everybody. So a Merry Christmas and uh, tis the season. <laughs> we are here to celebrate Christmas in uh, November. And yes! We'll talk yeah, talk about the Countdown to Christmas films that we have already aired, uh, even though it's only the 7th of November. Perfect. Yeah. We already, we've got seven, so yeah. Perfect. it's the seventh day. So yeah, Amber's here, I'm Rachel, Amber's here, and we're ready to talk Hallmark. Hi guys! Yay! Can we so, <laughs> this was pretty fun. So we're going to have two uh, films that were technically Christmas in July films, and then we have five that have already aired as part of Countdown for Christmas. So, uh, yeah, would you, what do you think about this slate, these seven in general? Do you say they're, they're a pretty good group, or...? Mm? Yeah, um, I think they are a pretty good group. They are better than Summer of Love or whatever it was called. Yeah. And I, this, this little section, um, I wouldn't say is higher than the harvest season, but mm -hmm. there have, there, there is a perfect movie. Perfect movie. <laughs> All right. We're really excited. So we're going to start with the Christmas Cure. And this is one of our July, some uh, Christmas in July films that had its winter premiere. Uh, and the sum synopsis is an emergency room doctor returns home for Christmas after many years to find that her father has decided to retire after reuniting with her high school sweetheart Ooh. and spending an emotional Christmas with her family. She must decide if she will stay in her hometown and take over her father's practice because he has this clinic. Uh, it stars Brooke Nevin, Steve Byers, and Patrick Duffy. So, <laughs> what was your overall thoughts about The Christmas Cure? Um, it was a little, it was just fine for me, yeah. really, overall. Um, I did love her little brother. Mm -hmm. I thought he was really funny. His name is Dale Wibley, and this is his third Hallmark movie. Ah. So, proud of him. And he, he is a little baby hoster. Um, and he is, he was really funny. His storyline was fun and cute. And I liked their chemistry. I know you mentioned that you liked their chemistry mm -hmm. as brother and sister. Yeah. I mean, um, but other than that, I was like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, this is, we have literally seen 25 movies this year that are about doctors or some kind of professional female going back to the hometown finding the high school boyfriend and learning to uh be uh, kind of find herself and find be happy and this i i did she was a little bit like more happy with herself in the city life like she wasn't some ice queen that was like coming back which i always appreciate when there's a little bit of nuance to the working women that they show on these hallmark movies you know that, that they do that uh she was still a nice person in the city pretty much yeah. Uh, but you know, it, it does follow all of your beats. I, I do agree with you that I think that the, the sibling dynamic was nice. The, the, the chemistry between, uh, her and her brother was fun. And I really thought that his romance where he spoiled the ending of this book to this girl that he was trying to impress was funny. So I yeah. enjoyed that. Um, and his, you can't eat your apology cookies is so funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it was fine, and I know you're like, oh, the girl comes home from her professional job and marries her high school boyfriend. Like, that's the goal now. Like, I'm too old to, like, 
whatever. So I'm just waiting for, you know, time to progress enough that I can come home. I have to leave home, but I had to, before I, you know, can just marry a high school boyfriend, although yeah. I didn't have one. So yeah, I, I, I let down myself in my lack of <laughs> high school boyfriends. Uh, I mean, I went to homecoming. I, maybe that counts. Yeah. I mean, I guess my only chance is getting amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have any any uh this this time. No falling for Vermont. But yeah, no, this was perfectly pleasant. In Christmas Cure, I would uh give three crowns to. I would also give it precisely three crowns. <laughs> and I am going to be sharing my my ranking for the whole year. I'm gonna be telling you where it lies. I've seen 40 Hallmark movies so far this year. New. New. That's correct. And uh, so I put The Christmas Cure at number 16 in my ranking. I have, because I have about 20 that are three stars, I mean three crowns, that are about the same, really. So it's, it's sort of, uh, so I put it in between The Good Witch Spellbound at 15 and Destination Wedding at 17. So. But now you're starting to see the logic in having this crazy 3.865 system yeah. <laughs> because it really helps when you're ranking them. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. How many crowns? You said three. Three, three exactly. Okay. This one I'm very excited to talk about. It's called Home for Christmas Day. And the synopsis is when a young woman falls in love and develops a long-distance relationship with a soldier in active duty, her protective mother tries her best to steer her daughter away from heartache Little do they know they're about to learn important lessons of the heart and that taking chances can make this Christmas one they will cherish forever. And this stars Catherine Bell and Victor Webster. And, and then a girl named Matreya Fedor as the daughter. And I was really And don't impressed. forget, don't forget my main man, Anthony Konechny. Yes. Konechny. As the soldier, Anthony Kishi. Yeah, I was, uh, I didn't know what to expect going into this. I watched it and honestly I've finished and I'm like, that's for this kind of drama. In my opinion, this is as good as you, it gets. I, I just thought it was, I, I thought the script was so well done. I thought it was better than a lot of scripts that I've seen in feature films uh, this year. What I really liked the most about it is I thought that instead of just having like these where you have the mother as this like overbearing, you know, overbearing character who lectures her daughter and is shrill and obnoxious. And then you have the rebellious youth, you know, that, that's, <laughs> uh, that you so often see in these kinds of coming of age stories. I felt like these characters were actually like real characters with like personality. And, and I felt like the script between the two of them was very authentic and very real. And I felt like these two characters would have those conversations. And I, I don't know, I was just really, really impressed with the script. And to me, it reminded me of Say Anything. I'm not saying it's as good as Say Anything, but it reminded me of that in the sense that that movie is so good about having a, a daughter come to know her father in all of his flaws. And they have these conversations like actual people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he's way more flawed than she is in this. But anyway, um, I just kind of, I just thought it was really impressive. And I thought that her, Catherine was wonderful in it. I thought that the daughter was wonderful. I thought she could actually sing pretty good in the, in the parts that she had to sing. I thought that her relationship with this soldier, I thought it felt really 
uh, genuine that, Mm -hmm. you know, she just says, I just like talking to him. Yeah. You know, it was just very simple. And I thought that was nice and well-written. It just, to me, it was a very well-written script. Also, I really, really liked it a ton. Um, I was a little bit like yada yada through the Victor Webster and Catherine Bell romance thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I didn't care about it. No offense. It's okay. I was like all in on the children being in love. Yeah. I was all in. And uh, I'm assuming you're not listening to this if you're going to get spoiled on this. So I'm just going to Oh yeah, we probably said that at the beginning. <laughs> um, spoilless. Because uh, you will have already seen the movie if you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Um, the ending, I was so ready. Like, I was like, this movie's getting a two. Or maybe a zero. Yeah. And then I was like, they can't do this. They can't do this to me. This is unbelievable. And then, you know, I knew, I knew it. I knew exciting. it, but I didn't know it. But I knew it. Mm-hmm. And then I was right. And my mom said, you were right. And I said, I know I was right. So then it got its ultimate star- crown value. So it kind of doesn't make sense that he would really make her like be in this suspension. And, you know, I don't know. But who cares? It worked. Well, um, and- I, I actually appreciated that because he said, I thought it would be better if I just came because there wouldn't be the doubt that there would be on a phone call. Because, like, if someone just called you, you would kind of be, like, you know, like, not quite believing it, I think. Like, you'd want to believe it, but you'd also be, like, oh, they're wrong or whatever. And I really bought that their relationship would happen the way it would happen. And I thought that it felt authentic. And I just thought the script was really good. I was just very impressed by it. Yeah, it was. I think she did a great job. I didn't believe it, but it... I should have. Yeah. And I liked the idea too, that like she realized that she had sort of without, without realizing it, she had taught her daughter the wrong way to grieve and the wrong way to cope with these kind of problems. And I, I think that we think our parents are these like perfect people, you know, My when heart. we're young and then, <laughs> and then we, then we have that like moment of clarity where we realize like, they're just making it up as they go, go, you know, they're just trying their best to figure it out. I actually, I give it, I'm giving it, I think it's as good a Hallmark drama as you could ask for. So for me, I'm giving it a perfect score. Ooh. All right. Um, I am, this is not my perfect score movie. Uh Um, I am actually giving it four and a quarter crowns. It's a good score. So 4.25 crowns, which is pretty high for me. I'm pretty stingy getting up to four. Yeah. Well, and especially for Hallmark uh, drama. You don't tend to like the dramas, so it's pretty high. Yeah. Well, yeah, it really it's because it had a happy ending. If it had a sad <laughs> ending, it would be garbage. <laughs> I actually don't have a problem with sad endings like you do, but there we go. Okay, so I actually have this at number one. I think this is the best written and the best executed uh, of, of the ones I've seen so far this year. So I have it number one. So, and I will tell you my number two later on. <laughs> so there we go. I... I, it's just, it's interesting because I mean, I've liked Catherine Bell ever since, uh, Army Wives. So she's, she, it does a good job with this, this drama. So I hope they, they use her for more. We'll be talking about her again in a little bit. All right. So our next one, now we're getting out of Christmas in July and we're talking about the first 
Countdown to Christmas films. Very exciting. And it is Marry Me at Christmas. Seeing a Christmas wedding is a true treat for bridal boutique owner Madeline, K Madeline Krug. She loves the challenge of finding the perfect dress for the bride and orchestrating an exquisite event. What Madeline didn't expect was to be swept off her feet by the bride's gorgeous brother, movie star Johnny Blake. Johnny came to the quirky town of Fool's Gold to support his sister, not to fall in love. Yet, Madeline is the most extraordinary woman he's ever met. Uh, planning the perfect wedding leads to candlelit dinners and strolls through snow-covered streets. Madeline finds the real Johnny even more captivating than her celebrity crush. Will the action star be brave enough to take on the role of a lifetime? And this stars Rachel Scarston and Trevor Donovan. And we had both given this, we, we didn't score, we didn't preview the previous two films because they were Christmas in July. So, but for this one, we, we both gave this an orange in our preview show. Yes, we both yes. said, this is about an orange in the stocking. Yeah. So, okay, so I how actually... Does, how does it compare to our expectations? <laughs> yes. So I actually read the book before this uh, by Susan Mallory of Merry Me at Christmas. And I think they did a pretty good job. The book is definitely saucier. And <laughs> in the book, his name is Johnny Blaze. <laughs> yes. Not Johnny Blake. Yes. And I can't decide which one I like better. <laughs> but the book... Susan Mallory is a name wizard. Okay, can we just say that? <laughs> yes. I... Every name that I have seen connected with her stuff is just solid. Yeah. So Susan Mallory, my girl, I don't, I haven't read your books yet, but I've read your blurbs and <laughs> the names are worth it. Well, and I can't remember what the movie name is called in the movie in this version, but his, his franchise in the book is called Amish Revenge Part yes! 2. <laughs> Like, whatever they decided for this was a definite downgrade. I don't know. <laughs> I would a thousand times stop watch every Amish revenge movie. Oh, me too. How is that not a thing? <laughs> yes. And I think actually the most exciting thing about this movie is the potential of Fool's Gold. Yes. Fool's Gold, there are 20 books in this series. This is one of 20. And I think they did a really good job establishing this town. I, I could totally see, because each of the books is about like different characters in the town. Yeah. They're not all about Johnny and Madeline. And so I think you could, you could easily make tons of Fool's Gold movies. Worst case scenario, turn it into a series. I know. Best case scenario, not worst case scenario. I mean, a series of television episodes. <laughs> yeah. Best case scenario is a series of films. I mean. What I would do if there was a movie called, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on it, <laughs> Amish Revenge. Two. I, two. That would There's be, two I, of them. I can't even believe this. Uh, <laughs> I was like, maybe I'll check out these books. Yeah. Because I like the names and I like the premise and the movie was good. Maybe. But now, now that I know that it was the movie was called Amish Revenge, there is yeah. no stopping me. Like, I literally have just ordered the ebook of it right now while we were talking. They're, they're definitely a little bit more PG-13 than in Hallmark. Uh, well, like I, I'm older, th older than 13, so That's I can hilarious. read it without asking my mom. Like she's very like she wants Madeline wants to get kissed a lot. She's very into kissing and and uh, like most of us are. And she's 
Oh, Madeline, my girl. Well, that's, that's my most excited thing about this movie. But I actually thought that I'm also pretty excited about Rachel Scars. And I thought that she was charming. I thought that they had pretty good chemistry. Overall, I enjoyed it. It's kind of similar to The Christmas Cure. I thought that it was a solid, enjoyable little movie. Okay. I don't know. What did you think? Uh, yeah, I really, I enjoy, oh yeah, we haven't even talked about the movie, we just talked about the book. <laughs> yeah, um, I liked the movie Amish well revenge. enough. Um, I wasn't super into it. I was just like, it was, it was fine, but pretty good. Um, but I really enjoyed Emily Tennant's character, yeah. Georgia's, um, cute. little, and I liked her little, like, fiance guy, even though we hardly ever saw him. Um, and I thought their chemistry was pretty good. Um, for me, it just kind of dragged a little bit, yeah. but I did like, I liked all the characters. I liked the general storyline. It's just like, this was a kind of movie that could have been done in an hour and a half, including commercials. And they strung it out for two hours, including commercials. Yeah, but, that's fair. Um, but I really, I really did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Oh, well, great. Uh, so how many crowns did you give Merry Meet Christmas? I gave it three and a half crowns. Oh, I gave it uh, three crowns. Cool. I have it just a hair above the Christmas cure. I have it at 14 Excellent. in my ranking. I have it just under love locks and just above the good witch spellbound. Okay. So there you go. And that we had is the Christmas festival of ice. And this is those years of law school pay off for Emma, but not in ways one would expect. When she finds out that her beloved ice sculpting contest, part of her hometown's Christmas festival, has been canceled, she springs into action, determined to keep it going. She enlists sponsors and artists. Nick, the town ace artisan, isn't interested in competing this year, but Emma wants him as her teammate. Considering what she managed to accomplish, Nick is impressed and signs on. They just might have a shot at winning this very special Christmas contest and a lot more. So this stars Taylor Cole and Damon Runyon. So Taylor Cole has been in tons of Hallmark movies. And we, I gave it a sock (laughs) for this one. And you gave it a zesty sock. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to say right now, there was a whole ton of zest in this sock. So, so much so that it, it probably would have been an orange. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, yeah, so Taylor Cole is not my favorite of the Hallmark actresses. I think she's probably a lovely human being. I saw her interviewed on on a, The Home and Family. She seems super nice, but I don't know. Just her movies just aren't my favorite. Uh, but so, um, I was thinking about this and talking about this with my sister. Uh-huh. And um, I'm pretty sure I totally am fine with her when she has brown hair. But in, like, Appetite for Love, when she has blonde hair, I was just like, no. Is that her? In Appetite for Love? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize that. I don't yeah, like her. You're with, right. I don't like her with blonde hair. What did you think of The Art of Us? That one was so weird. It was a little boring pants, but that wasn't <laughs> her fault. I felt like, no. I'm just, like, not an artsy person. It was just so weird. The story of, like, Van Gogh's daughter and, like, I don't know. It was, it was granda, whatever. I don't know. It was strange. Son. But, hey, they're trying new things. Uh, But, (laughs) so, yeah, I I don't know. Just, I actually, I think you might be right. Because I do like Appetite for Love. But Andrew Walker's really good in it. I don't know. So, okay. Um, Yeah, she's in The Art of Us, Christmas in Homestead, My Summer Prince. 
uh, in there. Damon Runyon is in a bunch. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah. But I think in a lot of them, he's like a minor character or the naughty guy. But he is in One Starry Christmas where he has that, where he's the cowboy guy. And you know how I love My Starry Christmas a lot. Yeah. A lot. Right, I love right, it. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, he was in two. Two. He was in Valentine's and the Christmas one last year. Yeah, he's and- like, he's like legit. I. Yeah, he's, he's like, in the Hall Star. He's, he's one, of the, one of the sneaky five. Hall Stars. He's in We've more than Taylor Cole. I'm telling you. Yeah. But that's because he was in Mistletoe over Manhattan in 2011 as like an extra. I don't remember <laughs> him in that movie at all. Okay. <laughs> so he was my problem. I, as much as I give Taylor a hard time, she was actually fine. She was fine in this. Uh, I, I just never, I, I had a hard time warming up to him. I felt like his, from the very beginning, he was a pretty selfish character. And I mean, just... Like not sharing his uh, his ice sculptures with the town, especially when like they're they're doing all this fundraising and and uh, I don't know, just like I, I just had a hard time warming up to him as a character, and I didn't feel like they had great chemistry. If I'm on, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm, so I'm going to say some things. Yeah, please. In defense of my movie. <laughs> um, so I really, I do think he was kind of a butt, and I didn't really understand why he was a butt. Yeah, right? But whatever. And then I loved the fact that they were filming this in, like, Arctic temperatures, because anytime there was a scene, you could always see people's breath. And I was yeah. just like, I'm so, thank you for sacrificing <laughs> to be in this cold weather for this movie. Thank you for your service. <laughs> um, and then, as y- anyone who followed the Twitter knows, it was me tweeting this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't know it was me, but right, it was it was me. <laughs> I was in love with all of the secondary tertiary characters in this movie. Yeah, it was so amazing to me. John Paolo Venuta played Lonnie, his friend, and Tegan Vince. Vince, it's I can't say it. I apologize yeah. to Tegan. She family. was the ginger, right? With the she red was, hair. Yeah. Her, her red haired friend. Um, so I, and her, she played Sarah uh-huh. and I loved them. And they had like yeah. a little romance that like, we didn't really see much of. We saw them like meet and be like, eh. and then they were just like secretly in love in the background. And it was amazing. And I want them to do another movie where it's just them. Yeah, I, I agree. I really liked them too. What did you think of the whole work thing with like her trying to decide whether she, but I, I really liked it in a way because I liked, I, work is a big thing for me and it, it almost always rings true to me, but I did like the fact that the way that they wrote her mother as a character, like she wasn't just some like, ice. I always appreciate when they don't make the women working women these ice queens these horrible people you know and she wasn't like she was forcing her daughter to be this person that she didn't want to be or anything like that like she just was excited to like be able to work with her daughter and and uh and of course we find out the reveal that she's she was the one who helped with the ice helped pay for the ice sculpting contest and yeah. i mean i think it's a little silly the idea that like why would you go through all of law school and take the bar, which takes like three days and a year to study for if you were like feeling this way. But, um, okay. I just, but I know I just have to say like, what's her plan. Her plan is to 
Now be a professional be ice. ice sculptress? That's not a job. Yeah, that's how, that's that's what I was feeling. Have fun paying off your student loans, <laughs> sculpting ice once well, a year. Yeah. So I had mixed feelings. So so I liked the mother and daughter. I liked that interaction and that part of it. But the whole like I'm going to like debating between my love for ice sculpting and law. I that didn't ring true and that didn't really work yeah and i I liked her mom and her mom was like oh my gosh you love ice sculpting that's great this is going to be such a fun (laughs) thing for you to do while you and then you can still practice law and she's like impossible ice sculpting is a lifelong commitment and i was like oh yeah i don't know about that it's true uh yeah i don't know it was a weird it was a weird choice i kind of admired it because it was a little different but yeah, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Uh, and it didn't make sense that she would have not thought about that a million times. Law school is evil and very difficult. And studying for the bar is even worse. I have tons of friends who've done it and it's awful. And yeah. only half the people pass. Like the fact that when she got in, like when she passed the bar, that she wouldn't be excited. Half the people pass. Half the people fail. You're going to be excited whether no matter what. So anyway, I know that that's like trying to bring real life into a Hallmark movies. So it's probably a silly, but anyway, this one, I am going to give two and a half crowns. Um, it probably would have been lower for me if I had not been so in love with Lonnie and Sarah mm-hmm. and Harv, the mayor, yeah. Harvey, his real name's Harvey, but he's Harv to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I give this 3.6 crowns because I would watch oh, it again. And I would be happy watching it again. Yeah. Well, I have it at number 24 in my ranking. I have it after The Perfect Bride at 23 and A Royal Winter at 25. So there you go. (laughs) Okay, next we have The Perfect Christmas Presents. Tom is Mr. Christmas, the guy who can find the perfect gift for that special someone. But when he agrees to help an old college buddy discover his girlfriend's Christmas wish, he ends up getting too close and she ends up falling in love with him. It stars Sam Page and Tara Holt. There we go. Actually, I, well, so we both gave this an orange. We felt like it had a lot of promise. Yes, we did. Yeah, it, it could have been really fun. Mr. Christmas, he could have been like a really fun character and... Oh boy. Okay. Oh boy. I'll start. Um, Okay. So I'm going to start off by saying I don't have a problem with Sam Page. I think he's very handsome. I think he's pretty charming. He's in one of my top 12 favorite Hallmark Christmas movies of all time. He's in Annie Claus is Coming to Town. He is so great in that movie that that's why that movie is so high. Um, and this movie was a labor to watch. Um, you, I was always on board with Paul, his friend, because I was like, this guy is a doofus, but a a lovable doofus. Mm -hmm. And he was, and the instant Victoria came on the screen. I was on board with Victoria yeah. with her Cruella de Vil jackets and her, her, her shawls always hanging off her sleeves or the one scene where she's literally wearing a cape. Like this woman's wearing a cape. She's yeah. seriously amazing. Yeah. I was always in favor of them. But let's talk about Oof. the rest of the movie, which isn't them 
and it it was no bueno first of all mr christmas tom is just like a good thing his name's tom because he's like a peeping tom he is just like the creepiest creepster in all of the land just like legit stalking her before he even meets her which is ridiculous like it's awful assume that he goes to this level of just in immediate like first level effort so he was stalking some kid in a wheelchair and some old man yeah like it's just what okay so he's the worst and then this girl like she seems pretty nice like her character is written to be like oh she's so fancy and she helps people with whatever and she's so helpful and so nice but she was pretty boring for me as a human being and so the scenes together where they're supposed to like have fun i was just like you know i should visit chicago is basically all i thought when like when they were falling in love and having their love scene i was like chicago looks pretty cool (laughs) anyway I hated it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this was filmed in Chicago. I'll give it that. It's it, Chicago's pretty. <laughs> it city. was. It was indeed filmed in Chicago. <laughs> and so, like the montages in Chicago, I enjoyed. I enjoyed looking at Chicago. I, it's a fun town, I'm sure. But that's really about all I have to say. I mean, I I did get some enjoyment out of Victoria and um and the what's Paul. his name, uh, but I'm not a big frat guy thing, so he was harder for me to warm up to than you but i mean i was in a sorority so <laughs> frat guys are my bread and butter he literally wears his frat shirt all the time i mean how like and like oh my gosh okay where do i start so the timeline makes no sense about this movie like she talks about how she's like forced to come to chicago but yet she grew up there and she loves it and it's like her favorite place she doesn't know anyone who can help her with this project this yeah this thing. you know people and are she's always like, forcing me to go to cheesecake factory <laughs> and eating all this delicious cheesecake in like one year she's managed to be at whatever organization this is she manages to be at the top of the organization to be planning this big event but nobody is going to help her and yet she grew up there and yet she knows no one who can help her I guess she has no family there nobody that she knows and she grew up there like it makes no sense at all and like, why and, uh, does she talk uh, how about this, even this meet... burden if she loves it? Like, <laughs> how did she even meet Mr. Wonderful, Hilarious, Sensitive? I guess at a frat, like some frat party. I don't know. I have I no idea. And they've only been dating for a year. They've yeah. only been dating supposedly for a year, and yet he forced her to move back to Chicago, the place where she grew up and loves. People, <laughs> people force me to do stuff sense. I love all the time. <laughs> what? And. Like, the, the, the dialogue was terrible. Like, how about the scene where uh, they're getting really close? They're, mm, they're about to kiss. And, and she's, she's like, like, oh. I haven't experienced a day like this. It reminds me of my dad. And he's like, like yeah, it reminds you of your dad. Like, la, 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 la. Who says that? <laughs> how could that possibly remind you of your dad? And you haven't talked about your dad, like, at all. So, like, what? It was so bizarre. And, like, he was there's there's this weird scene it was fun don't get me wrong and i had a blast live tweeting this by the way but like he's like in obviously this was not filmed by this was purchased by hallmark not filmed by hallmark because there's no way that they would have this extended boxer shorts scene in a they would they would 
No. They would. It was absolutely not. And, and like, there was no reason. Like, it was like freezing. And he's like, like, why didn't you have any clothes on? Like, what is wrong with you? And, on and a then, robe. That's what robes are for. And he gets the door and, uh, and then he, he like gets dressed or whatever. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, are you some kind of, are you a functioning adult? And we're all like, no, he's not clearly like, and yet he lives in this like super fancy house. You know, I guess like being Mr. Christmas is very lucrative, uh, endeavor, but like he has no other clients, but then he acts like him taking on this one client, this one girl who seems like the easiest person to buy a present for in the world that, that, that he's like three weeks. You're only giving me three weeks. <laughs> like, Oh, what the heck? It was, it was so bad. Okay. So ju- that's just, we've talked about the acting, the dialogue and, <laughs> and, the, and the story. Terrible. All terrible. But then, Hey, the acting was fine. T- you really, you really think. Colin that- Victoria. Okay. The, 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 the secondary acting was fine, but the main acting was not very good. Okay. But it was not well made and I'm not expecting like Oscar level cinematography in these things. It was the camera <laughs> shaking all the time. And it was very like, and, and like the way that the characters were in shots and like out of shots and you'd have people like, it was, it was so bad. I just, I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah, I, that annoyed me to death about the perfect Christmas present was the fact that she had this convenient black friend who was there to Skype with her at all hours of the day about her love life. uh, They didn't even have enough gumption to actually have a black friend on set. Like, (laughs) they had to Skype one in. This is Chicago. There's somebody there she could talk to. It's like, I wish that I had my, like, sassy... Black friend to give me advice at all hours of the day. and Well, I can Skype in, but I'm not the requisite <laughs> ethnicity for best friend. I just thought it was, oh, that, that drove me crazy. I'm like, Hallmark, you, you said you promised more diversity. This is not, this is not helping. Filming some bonus scenes with a Skyping friend doesn't help. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I had to. People who loved this movie were page heads. And by that, like, people in- obsessed with Sam Page. Yeah. Um, or like me, uh, Sam Gwynn and Nyhart fans. Woohoo! I loved him, and I please hope Hallmark picks him up as a Hallmarky guy, because he would be so great in everything. Let's just talk about how much I loved Paul. A lot, you guys. I loved Paul so much. He was yeah, so he funny. Was fine. He grew on me just because there was nothing else to like in this darn how thing. How dare you? He grew on you because he's an angel. I did not like Hundo Percento. I would run. If some guy was like, I love you Hundo Percento, I'd be like, I'd be like, I love you, you 50 Percento. No, I don't like that. I would. I'd be like, like at all. Oh, I did like Victoria right and, now. <laughs> I did like her story, though. That was hilarious. And like, they tried to give some sentiment at the end with him like, finding her. Victoria's like, story? Uncles. Sorry. What Whose story saying? did you love? I love Victoria's story about the Chicago the fire and the like yes. this is love affair. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Victoria, it was a gem. And I do love that Sam and Victoria Paul and Victoria end up together. It's it made the movie worth it and made me not want to die. And it's yeah. and it did bump up the the crown rating a oh, little. Really? 
Yeah. Um, but, like, let's cut out Paul and Victoria from the movie. Yeah. I would have died. Yeah. It was... Okay. Also, let's talk about me. his perfect present. They put they put that foam they use for snow in Hallmark movies yeah. inside of some like fancy old timey ballroom. I don't feel like that's acceptable behavior. No. no. And like her shoes are good. Everybody's shoes are going to be covered in that foam. And, and it just it, well, there were no twinkle lights. It was just it wasn't deserved. It wasn't earned. It just was lame. I I just didn't like it. I didn't like the movie. But if you all liked it, more power to you. That's awesome. If you all liked it, fight us about it in the yeah. comments. <laughs> but in the comment section, I and we both gave like I said, gave this an orange. We were excited. So um, excited. I give it one crown for right. Victoria and Paul, I guess. Yeah, for Victoria. And who? And who was it? Who was that other person no, you said? I, I, I can't. Mr. Hundo Percento does not. But Victoria, I did like. She was fun. Um, He does deserve it. Remember, okay, I'm going back. Sorry. Remember when he got broken up with from the girl he was legitimately going to propose to? Yeah. And he was such a stand-up bro that he was like, let me help you. Let me just be here with my jingle bells or ratchet chit chatting while you're trying to get my girl like that is a bro <laughs> my a bro kind of gal i guess i'm just not uh anyway I don't, so how many crowns a, how many okay. crowns are you giving it i'm giving this two crowns 2.0 right. i think that's respectful i can live with that <laughs> but that's because i loved paul and victoria yeah. And then they get together at the end, and I was like, two crowns! <laughs> if that hadn't that. happened, it would have been like 1.5 crowns for them by themselves, and then if yeah. they didn't exist, it would have been like zero crowns. <laughs> I give a crown to Chicago, and yeah. there you go. So, <laughs> have a crown to Chicago. <laughs> so, I actually have this ranked at, I've seen 40 Hallmark movies, I have this at number 40. I before my lowest was at home in Midford, but that had Cameron Matheson and it was at least competently shot. Yeah. Given ourselves two outs uh, of like, if we're just not digging two of these movies, we can, we get two outs uh, of the season. This one, if I hadn't been live tweeting it, it would have been an out for sure. I would have used one of my movies. So I guess it's the advantage to live tweeting. I don't know. Let me just tell you, we gave ourselves two outs for the whole season. I will probably only use that if I'm dead. Because, <laughs> you know, I got nothing. Yeah. But. I, I'm, I don't know. I, we'll see. Okay. So, yeah. So, that one was a miss for me. That's for sure. So, it's. I hope nothing's worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hate to say it. We watched a pretty. We both watched second chance christmas on the up network and that was a struggle and it was maybe tied with this movie yeah there was was no paul in that other movie but like the storyline was better the storyline was better it was i was gonna say it was better made but i don't know if it was better made hallmark you're better than the up network characters were so unlikable in that oh hallmark you're better than the Ion Network. Hallmark. I really you're don't think better than Lifetime. I really, so I do not expect this this up network Ion Network nonsense. You better 
Better watch yourselves. <laughs> I would bet money that they purchased this and that they didn't make it. I would bet money. Okay, so let's talk about uh, Christmas in the air. Lydia, a successful professional organizer, is constantly trying to grow her business, but even her ambition takes a backseat to love when she meets Robert, a frazzled widower with two young children. A toy inventor, Robert is asked to present his new Christmas toy line to a superstore. His challenge is he only has 12 days to get his life and his business in order. Talk about a Christmas rush. Lydia shows Robert that this task goes way deeper than messy junk drawers and encompasses every aspect of his life. While she is intent on helping him straighten out details he had long ignored. Robert teaches the button-up Lydia that messiness can be a delightful part of life, starring Catherine Bell and Eric Close. So, I, so I'll go first on this one. I did give it a, a, a diamond ring just because I really like Catherine Bell and I thought it sounded charming. And... I feel like this was a really solid little film. I think the strengths of this movie are the leads. I think they had really good chemistry. And I like the fact that Hallmark is, is one of the only places you could see a movie like this about characters in their 40s that are like, again, I liked the way they wrote these professional people. They weren't like <clears throat> this, like she wasn't like some kind of shrill ice queen that I hate. Uh, that, uh, that she was she was a competent, professional, happy, for the most part, person. And I liked that. And so was he. And I thought that the dialogue was really charming. And I thought that his two, his kids were really good. And overall, I just thought it was enjoyable. I really thought it was cute. And, uh, and the, I think the downside to this one for me is I do think that their characters were so like likable and nice and and great that I, I don't think they grew that much <laughs> yeah. in the course of the movie. Uh, they didn't have that many, like, con there wasn't that much conflict really for them to overcome. Uh, everything kind of worked out great. They, they tried to throw in this conflict where, like, she thinks he's being too involved in his work. And that didn't really feel, I didn't really buy, th buy that. It didn't really work, but it was very brief. So it didn't bother me too much. Overall, this was just nice and pleasant, and I enjoyed it. And I did like the dialogue. I thought they were strong, and I, it was kind of cool. I, I was able to tweet to the, to the writer and tell her that she, I thought she did a good job, and it was cute because she was like, thank you so much for that compliment. <laughs> like, hey. So anyway, uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. What about you? What did you think? Well, um, so when we were doing our initial things, I gave it a sock. I know. Because big disappointment. Um, it was our first big fight of the season. <laughs> Just kidding. That was all of my heart, too. Um, but I I didn't feel connected to the storyline when I was reading about it. I mm -hmm. was like, toy frazzled, blah, blah, blah. You know, organize my life. That's my favorite storyline. I hate that storyline. Anyway, okay. um, just generally, like right. that's just my least favorite. Like this guy's fun and quacky, and then this lady's so buttoned up. Will they help <laughs> each other be less wacky and less buttony? I just yeah. I'm, I'm over it. Right. It's my least favorite dynamic. I at least like, it's like me the and girl. the ice queens. I just I, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, and I I mean I I'm fine. I'm less irritated if that dynamic's reversed where like the girl's kind of fun and wacky and the guy's like, I'm buttoned up. <laughs> that that's less irritating to me. The other way, okay. but it's, it's a little, the, just, just the concept yeah. is a little bit too much for me. All okay. right. All right. I got it. Um, so that's that. That's why, I, that's why I got a sock. Okay. Um, and then I, I enjoyed it watching it a lot more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. So that was a good thing. Um, 
I think you, like you said, the leads did a good job. Um, I feel like the kids were fine. You loved the kids. I was like, yeah, I thought they were really good. Um, I, I was really irritated by the, the thing that you had the problem with where she was like, he's working. And I'm like, he literally owns a small business with his brother and they're working on it at his house. So like, this is like pretty much family time. (laughs) Well, and chill out. He had to get that, like, I'm sorry, but that meeting with that executive is more important than his daughter's play. Like, there are times, I know that people in Hallmark movies like to pretend that this daughter's play is the most important thing, no matter what. But in this case, like, (laughs) when you have the executive of a major toy company and you are a toy maker at your house, then, uh, then you need to, that's the most important thing. And he wasn't even missing his daughter's play when she was mad at him. He was, like, at home. I mean, gratefully, that was very short, though, at least. I mean, she just looked at him, and she's like, oh, no, whatever his name was. And then it was kind of over. So that was, was, at least it was short. It made me grumpy pants. Very grumpy (laughs) pants about it. Anyway, so, meh. Um, Also, I like my fictional toys, to be believable Mm -hmm. and i know they like to put like oh everyone's gonna want santa's magic sleigh and i'm like (laughs) no kids are not gonna want that just make it into like santa's just make it into a flying car Mm -hmm. and then kids would do it but like nobody's gonna play with a santa's sleigh year round but the the final toy was kind of cool the tardis i was like anti that too because i like my toys to be believable that's not something that's physically possible. They can't physically make like a magic game oh, that no. creates pieces. No. Well, um, that was weird. But no, I'm talking about the the like the board game that worked like in, with the apps. That was kind of cool. That's fine, but the, the, they, the weird... they literally had a magician's TARDIS <laughs> inside the box, and I'm like, yeah, sure, I'd buy that technology. <laughs> Do that for my clothes in the closet. You're well, so yeah. magic. Well, also, they had that weird uh, ballerina toy, which was sort of strange, I thought. It was a little strange, like slightly creepy, but I believe that that is something that could be a toy and would be really, like, fun as, like, the new music box or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, so it was just, like, I was just, like, It was like, a little Whoa. large, too. I don't think people want that large of a ballerina toy. But it was a prototype, so they could, like, workshop it. It would be a little bit better. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. But it was, like, a little... It was a little weird. Come at me, guys. It was a little creepy. (laughs) Imagine you're in your house, and that thing just goes off. Yeah. That is... That is a scary (laughs) movie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I, I did... I really thought that the dialogue between the two of them was strong, and I thought that they were really good, and I enjoyed them together. I'd be, I'd be up for seeing them again in another movie. I like yeah, them. Yeah, I would too. And I, and I did like her in this movie. Sometimes, um, I don't know, sometimes she, like, talks funny or something, mm-hmm. and she kind of bugs me, but I, I didn't have any problem with yeah. her at all in this movie like that. You've so. liked all three Catherine Bell movies that we've seen so far on this show. Yeah, well, so maybe I just don't like her on television shows. (laughs) So, all right. Okay, so I actually, I'll give this three and a half crowns. Oh, see, we fight and we fight and we fight and we're never that far away. I gave it three crowns. There you go. At number 12, I have it just after a harvest wedding and just before Love Locks. 
There you go. You know, I feel like that's a fine. Yeah. I mean, okay. I like Harvest Wedding more than you do. Well, I have it ahead of it. I have a Harvest Wedding at 11. Scientifically. And I have at 12. Scientifically, I like Harvest Wedding more than you. My rating was higher. <laughs> it's just <Right>. science. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So now we are so excited to talk about Miss Christmas. This uh, is so What does there even say about oh Miss Christmas? Oh my gosh. So nicknamed Miss Christmas, the official tree finder for Chicago's renowned Radcliffe tree lighting is left desperate to find the perfect tree. A letter from a young boy promising his tree is perfect sends her to a small town where she learns the young boy's dad isn't willing to part with his tree. While sparks fly, she'll be forced to confront what she's really been missing for Christmas, starring Rick Dorsey and Mark Lucas. And this is good. I thought I gave it a sock. I gave it an orange. You sure about that? Yeah, I listened to the podcast okay. again. <laughs> I was thinking I gave it a sock and I was so sad. Um, oranges. Yes. So we gave it oranges. Yay. So this movie, oh my gosh, it's so good. I loved this movie. I think if you don't like Miss Christmas, then like we just like different things in movies is what it comes down to. Because this movie just, first of all, she is just luminous and lovely and wonderful and perfect. It was like, cut down the tree don't cut down the tree i don't care about the tree um because i don't really care about these MacGuffins that mm -hmm. they usually employ in the things um and i was right <laughs> i didn't care about the tree at all um but i cared a little about the tree it had their it had the etchings from the parents i cared a little about the tree i'm not yeah. as heartless as you their parents were in a harvest hallmark movie as young lovers so <laughs> They had to obviously etch their names in the tree. Yeah. Everything about it. Um, you may think, Amber, you don't like to cry in movies because you hate sad movies. <laughs> False. I love crying in movies. And this made me cry on two separate occasions, but in the good way, where at the end, you know you're not going to be crying because you'll be happy. Be you sure. might even cry because you're so happy. But I like to cry in movies what when it's so great. Um, so... If you don't well up when he is talking to her at the festival, when they're wearing their Christmas sweaters and he's like, it's you and you don't have a heart. I'm sorry. You just don't. And then after she is so sad and she goes home and she's like, I don't think I want to be Miss Christmas anymore. And I was like, what? And I'm like a little sad right now. It was so heartbreaking. It oh my was. Gosh. And I, oh. I love this movie. It was, I, and, and the kid, I know you weren't as high on this little kid as I was, no. but I was like, that little kid is so cute to me. And I thought he did a great job what he was doing. I liked the grandpa. I liked that there were like dad jokes and puns. I thought the dialogue was funny aside from that too. And I loved his sister. I literally loved everyone in the movie. There was nobody in there who was like, a mustache twirling villain yeah like the people that she worked with were so cool they were so nice and like that they were like people that are real nice people that happen to have jobs like i i just i they we weren't the ice queens and they totally could have been and i was i don't know i love them i loved her friend at work she was so nice yes i love her friend at work oh. i feel like she's been like a ton 
of people in Hallmark movies. Yeah. I didn't do her blurb. Sorry, guys. But um, she's been in a lot. At least she was in, she was the mom, like the dead past flashback mom in Once Upon a Holiday. Oh, really? Yeah. And she's been in just a bunch she's of them. She's cute. Um, and she's cute. And I think she should be in more things. Agreed. Um, Loved the story. I thought it felt like semi plausible that like she would need a tree for this thing. And uh, it, I don't know. She was just so cute. And I, <laughs> Um, that scene when he cries you're absolutely right like i was just like done and then when she i wrote on twitter when she says i don't want to be miss christmas anymore i'm like this is the saddest moment of television 2017 like barnett it was so so sad my heart broke i mean i really honestly was making myself cry thinking about it it's gonna be one of those things where i'm so sad i think about it like stuff from harry potter sometimes just makes me cry yeah and then like this this will make me cry yeah and the doomsday episode of doctor who (laughs) yeah it was it felt genuine and real and authentic and i they had great chemistry i thought together oh such chemistry (laughs) yes and if you guys knew how much i did not like riley on buffy you would be like how are you so high on mark blucas in a movie and i'm like i don't know (laughs) but i love him in this movie it has been like i need to watch buffy again and see if this has changed things for me because it might have. <laughs> well, he wasn't like your typical, I don't think, Hallmark-leaning man. He was a little bit sort of like more shy, I would think, I think, a little bit more like tender-hearted, Well, that he was sense. like, yeah, and he was like a little shy, and he was a little whatever, but like, they weren't like fighting with each other, even no. though they disagreed. They were, st- they were both still like cute, and like, you could tell instantly that they liked each other. Like, yeah. at the very, very beginning, after he... <laughs> first runs into her like so their second time when she yeah. shows up at their farm and he's been bailing hay he goes back into the barn and like they're like before they can see him again he's like brushing all of the hay off of his sweater so that he's like presentable to see her yeah. and i was like <laughs> <in love> already <laughs> yeah. um so i loved it and then yeah. um i don't know yeah their chemistry was so great oh, it, it felt so... so real and so um fun it was fun yeah. Um, and then I do have to say also, um, people are, you know, how people can, she's like, and it's not because of him that I want to move back to this town. It's this place. And I saw somebody on Twitter going like, yeah, sure, Jan, which was funny. Good job person on Twitter. (laughs) But, um, I, but she wasn't really just moving back for him. I mean, she talked about how she, you know, she grew up on a Christmas tree farm and she was going to college for like horticulture and agriculture so she could take over the family farm and then she had to choose between her education and selling the family farm so she had to sell the family farm it makes yeah. perfect sense that she would want to move back to some place where she could do that yeah and like she wasn't in love with the tree thing anymore she disillusioned with the radcliffe tree yeah and so i loved that it wasn't I mean, even she that still she loved just... the radcliffe tree she still loved like she left work on such great thing like everything yeah. was it was just oh it was so good and well, she didn't love it anymore. It was just like she, you know, she found something to love more than yeah. But she tree. wasn't leaving like she had. She, I don't think that she necessarily found something better because she gives the job to her friend and says, "Oh, you get to do it now, and you'll do so great. Yeah. This is going to be such an important thing. Like you wouldn't do that if you were like, oh, I'm finally free from this horrible thing.' No, no, no she didn't hate it, but she does. She 
she loved just found where she belongs yeah she just found a, a the new norm the new normal for her and and uh yeah, it was so cute that way, and it wasn't like the high school boyfriend. It wasn't like the 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 career woman going to the small town. It wasn't really like that. This was a, a little bit of a wrinkle on that where she and not one person had amnesia. Not one person amnesia, <laughs> and yeah, and this was this was her trying to do her job. This wasn't her escaping her job, like you so often see. And this was her doing her job, doing the best of her job, and not being able to do her job, and uh, and then finding finding where she belongs. And it was just so sweet and so wonderful and so lovely. And it really was had Christmas at the heart of its core in the story. Yeah, was it wasn't just a, like a regular movie. And they were like, yeah. put some uh, foam on there, we'll pretend it's <laughs> snow, and it's called a Christmas movie. <laughs> yes, because most of these other ones, I would say, maybe I guess festival uh, that that's Christmas, Mister Christmas is Christmas, but I mean like Christmas in the air, you could have that any time of the year. That one really, yeah, uh, and technically, marry me at Christmas yeah. could be whenever, right? Um, uh, it could be that could easily be a June wedding movie, no problem. Home and, for Christmas Day could have just as easily been yeah. home for. Veterans Day. Right. Home for the 4th of July. We literally saw the Christmas Cure in the fall <laughs> with the doctor coming back to the swamp town. Christmas Cure was literally Harvest Love. You give Miss Christmas. I think we should say it at the same yes. time. One, <laughs> two, three, four, five! Bye, 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 bye! <laughs> we both give it a five. This was, it's good. This is, this is, if you like Hallmark rom-coms, then this is it. This is how it's done. This is the perfect movie. Yeah. Um, this is only the second perfect five I have ever given to oh, any Hallmark goodness. movie. That doesn't yes. mean there aren't some that exist. I just haven't rated them all. But right. of all, this is of all the Christmas movies, only the second perfect score. Nice. So yeah, so I figure, I think Home for Christmas Day is the in my opinion, the perfect Hallmark drama. And I think Miss Christmas is the perfect Hallmark rom-com. So there you go. I have Miss Christmas at number two, but really it's a tie. They're number one. They're both co-number ones. And because uh, they're both different types of the best of what they're at. So there you go. And unlike, uh, unlike the Oscars, but in reverse, where like, <laughs> if you're a drama, you'll probably never win with me. <laughs> yeah. But if you're a com romantic comedy, you'll always score better. <laughs> Yeah, so now I have Home for Christmas Day at one, Miss Christmas at two, and Dash of Love at three. So there you go. Okay. And then for this uh, this uh, this round of things, what was your ranking overall for this just this uh, section? For Christmas Day and Miss Christmas at tied for number for number one for this week. For this week, I actually have Christmas in the Air at number three, and then I marry me at Christmas at four. I have the Christmas Cure at five. And I have Festival of Ice at six, and then I have The Perfect Christmas Present at number seven. Okay, and for my weekly wrap-up, I have Miss Christmas as the perfect movie at number one, Home on Christmas Day at number two, Christmas Festival of Ice surprisingly coming in at number three, oh. Marry Me at Christmas coming in at number four, Christmas in the Air coming in at number five, the Christmas Cure coming in at number six and down at the bottom if there was a 100. Uh, the perfect Christmas present, which you know what? Just despite it, I'm going to call Mr. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's the worst Christmas present. You know what? Just it's despite it, I'm going to call it 
Paul's better than Mr. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so coming up, we have the sweetest Christmas with our very tense oven borrowing situation coming up. Oh my gosh. I can't even, do you think, do you think she's going to remember to preset the oven? To preheat the oven? I don't know. It's going to be very tense. And then we have also Enchanted Christmas from Hallmark. Uh, and this is the Penavegas. Are you yes. excited? If you weren't excited for a Penavega, Penavega movie, I, like Rachel, feel like we will never agree on anything. Right. Yes. So I am, of course, excited. I The chemistry's going to be off the chart. It's going to be super cute. And it's a dance movie. Hello. Okay. So then we also have Engaging Father Christmas this weekend and a Song for Christmas on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. I think both those are going to be better than, better than, uh, perfect christmas present at least both of them have to be better than a perfect christmas <laughs> present otherwise i might call it on hallmark movies and mysteries you guys <laughs> no you only get two you only get to skip two well i'm gonna skip one channel <laughs> Just- you can't do that to me that's not fair uh so anyway yeah we'll see those ones aren't at the top of my list but hopefully they'll be pleasant surprises uh so there you go uh, but definitely i'm the most excited for the Pena Vegas coming up. Yeah. Pena Vega power. <laughs> That's not a thing that we say, but we should start saying we it. Should. We should. Um, <laughs> yeah. I am also the most excited for Enchanted Christmas. Is that what it's called? Enchanted Christmas. Yeah. That's what it's called. Why is it? In- I'm, I'm out on it again. Enchanted Christmas doesn't even make sense. I don't know why they didn't call this. We talked about this in our, in our preview that why didn't they call it like, Christmas rhythm or yeah Christmas rhythm or like a Latin Christmas or like oh oh, they should have called it a Latin Christmas and then all of the people who were like not into it but they're like yeah Latina culture (laughs) they would be watching it and then I would be like how about a dance for a dance for Christmas well they already have the Chris the Christmas dance they already have that oh they do with um uh which is McCollum the Blaine from pink, I don't know. Pretty in Pink. Molly Ringwald? Blaine. Oh. Oh. Matthew. No. <laughs> well, know. yeah, Enchanted Christmas is very vanilla. It's a lame title. I agree with you there. But all of these are lame titles. A Song for Christmas, The Sweetest Christmas, Engaging Father Christmas, yeah. and Enchanted Christmas. They're all but lame. unless... There's something literally enchanting. <laughs> this is me doing a spell. Yeah. Then it's stupid. And like, if there is a secret twist where there is magic, Christmas magic in Enchanted Christmas, watch out, you guys, because the hype machine's going through the roof. <laughs> but there's not. I think there might be dancing magic. Maybe the dancing is enchanted. I bet you, you know what I bet it is? I bet there's some competition called like the Enchanted Christmas Ball or Enchanted Christmas whatever. Well, then they should have called it the Enchanted Christmas Ball <laughs> or the Enchanted Christmas Ballroom. <laughs> yeah, we need to get Susan Mallory involved. She would have nailed it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, Hallmark Channel. <laughs> Put Susan Mallory on retainer just yes. to come up with the titles for your movies. Yeah, we should come up with Amish Revenge too. Amish Revenge too. <laughs> Start making an Amish Revenge series, guys. Yes. 
Never forget. Hashtag <laughs> Amish Revenge. Okay, wait. Before we go, let's talk about Sam Page. Okay. Sam Page is going to be in a second, a second Christmas movie. Yes. This, I mean, technically, it's a Royal New Year's, so it's a New Year's movie, but it's in the Christmas season, right. technically. Um, and I am furious about this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not that I just like this. Might have also colored some of my feelings about Mr. Christmas, because I was like, Sam Page. You're going to be in two of these? And you know who's not in any of them? Andrew Walker. Or Paul Paul Campbell. That's right. And he was in Walking the Dog earlier this year, which wasn't very good either. I have that at number 33 on my ranking. So, listen to me, guys. Listen. (laughs) Listen well, people of Mom. One fan that we have on YouTube. (laughs) Malls. You guys need to start working with me. Hashtag Campbell for Winterfest at Hallmark Channel so that they know we will not stand for another season without Paul Campbell. I'm going to try to work on making t-shirts. We will be united. We will make a movement. So you guys, hashtag Campbell for Winterfest. Four spelled out, F-O-R. You got 280 characters now. You got room. Like, I'm again, sure Sam Page is a lovely person, but come on. He's, he's already had, he'll have three movies. Paul Campbell will only have one this whole year. And that is just, that's Wrong. not right. Unless yeah. you're saying, Paul Campbell's so great, only one movie will tide us over for the whole year. <laughs> Which is maybe true. But why do we want to live in a world like that when we could possibly have six Paul Campbell movies in a year? Because there's six Hallmark Channel seasons. Yeah. Yeah, like, all of the the major, like, a lot of our favorites are not in movies this season. You don't have Cameron Matheson in anything. You don't have Andrew Walker in anything. You know? (laughs) You're right. We don't have Cameron Matheson. What are they doing? If they are not working on a three men and a little baby with Cameron (laughs) Matheson, Andrew Walker, and Paul Campbell, I am How epic would that be? Now I want that. I mean, that's the only way they can make it up to me. That's the only way. (laughs) I can't believe that I didn't notice Cameron Matheson wasn't in it. Yeah, he gets at home in Medford this year. That's it. You guys, you guys, rise up. Rise up. Tell them we won't stand for this. Yes. Agreed. Yes. I'll come up with hashtags for Andrew Walker and Cameron Matheson. But right now, focus on Paul Campbell. Okay. Focus on Paul Campbell. So hashtag, we'll get it out there and uh, maybe we'll have to make a graphic or something like that for our Instagram. We can, we can start a movement, but put in the comment section what you thought of each of these movies, what you think of the ones coming up, uh, what uh, number of crowns would you give them? And do you violently disagree with us or do you agree? Uh, We want to hear either way. Also, Also, I would like to hear what snubs we've missed. Who else hasn't made the Hallmark Christmas season? Yes. Very, very true. Very, very true. Is there a Kelly Martin movie? No, no Kelly Martin movie. You guys, what are they <laughs> doing? But I loved her after the, the perfect Christmas pre- present. Like, her. Was like, that was a great movie, wasn't yeah, it? Like, and even, even she just she, sell it. You know? <laughs> she knew. She was like, mm-mm, this is garbage. Yeah. 
Yeah. So no Kelly Martin. Yeah, a lot of our Hall stars nowhere to be found. So I'm very concerned. No Hillary Burton isn't in anything. Uh, yeah, just a lot of... So there we go. You guys, uh, I'm depressed now. <laughs> Me too. It's worse than I thought. <laughs> but at least we can go watch Miss Christmas. And <laughs> That's true. Okay. I mean, they did give us Miss Christmas. Yes. So I'm back in. I'm back in on Hallmark Channel. <laughs> All right. So we want to make sure that you follow us on Twitter. Like we said, we try to live tweet uh, all of these if we can. Uh, and uh, so you want to make sure you're following us on Twitter because we are very witty I and mean, enjoyable. We at least take screen caps. <laughs> we at least try. We try to be witty and enjoyable. If we're not witty and enjoyable, there's pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so make sure you're following us. And then on Instagram, Hallmarkies Pod. And which we post daily on Instagram. So you definitely want to be in on that. And uh, you can follow me at Smiling on the S Girl on social media. And uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes at Hallmark East. And uh, yeah. And so where can people find you? Um, people can find me. I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter. Uh, and that's about it. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much. And uh, we will talk again next week. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye.